Hi, I'm Sophia Bono. And I'm Linda McCutcheon. We wanted to make a tribute to Black History Month and expand the conversation past February. This is our take on leveling up our language and calling in rather than calling out. In other words, leading conversations in a way that others will listen. In this podcast, we will be joined by yoga instructor, chief of diversity officer, mindfulness expert, Erica Jones. We hope you enjoy. Cool. How old are you both? I'm 18. I'm 14. 14 and 18. Great. I have a niece that's 14 and one who's 19. Three nieces are 14 and one that's 18. Aww. So there's that good age gap. Yeah. Um, but I, so I'm Sophia. You can see on my screen, but I play um, volleyball and I'm a senior um, in London. Um, I'm London, as you can see, and I play basketball, and I'm a freshman. Um, that's it. <laughs> so, um, basically, Dash to Change is um, a club that was started um, not too long ago, only a couple years ago in our school. Um, our school is predominantly white, and um, there needed to be a emphasis an emphasis on diversity. So Dash to Change became um, a club and it stands for Declare Action to Shift Humanity. Um, but now that we told you about ourselves, could you tell us a little about yourself and um, the and your background and your experiences, like how you got to where you are now? Yeah, you see me like going like this. First of all, I have a dog and I'm trying to get, get her distracted. <laughs> so I'm Erica and um, I'm originally from Nebraska. So I moved around quite a bit after college um, and I worked at Abercrombie slash Hollister, which you're probably familiar with Hollister. I worked at our corporate office for that and um, did recruiting and worked in diversity and inclusion there. Um, and then I have been working in the corporate world for since I graduated college, so 20 years, long time. And um, and I I work in diversity and inclusion right now at the at the largest private company um, in the U.S. And so my huge my role is how do we integrate um, some of our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies to make our culture and company more diverse, more inclusive and more equitable. So working with key stakeholders on that. Additionally, part-time, I teach yoga and meditation. Um, so that really intersects a lot with this work. Um, a lot of people may not think that it does, um, and it 100% does. So, and I have a dog, her name is Whitney. Um, and yeah, I live in Minneapolis right now. Um, yeah, that's, we were just actually talking about that while we were waiting about how, um, it's like, not that, like, a lot of people wouldn't think that it intercepts with, you know, athletics, yoga, different kinds of sports, but they absolutely do, and, um, that's what, it, it's kind of, it, we were talking about how it's there's a lack of representation um, for different reasons because maybe the environment isn't as welcoming we were talking about and how um, there it may be more predominantly one race, religion, ethnicity. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I think when I, you know, especially, you know, when I was in high school and I was your age, the high school that I went to, I was really grateful because it was an extremely diverse high school, although it was in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, it, and I graduated high school in 1995. So um, it, there were over 30 to 40 different languages, um, really diverse. And one of the biggest things to think about in high school um, when it comes to inclusion and diversity is that your age group is one of the most diverse generations that there are ever. Regardless, even if in your community, your high school is predominantly white, when you look at the totality and look at the U.S. census, it's extremely diverse, right? More kids, your age, more, there's more biracial kids, etc. So when we're looking at diversity, oftentimes we focus on race and ethnicity only. And what's really critical is that we're also taking a look at diversity when it comes to thinking styles, and when it comes to thoughts, opinions, and ideas. Because, and it's like this whole in-group, out-group, right? So you all play sports, it'd be like, well, those are the basketball players, those are the soccer players. Already there's two separate groups, and so how can those two groups intersect? So it's like we are athletes and we represent two separate teams. And we have to acknowledge that um, each sport does require different equipment, right? You're not going to have a basketball and like kick it for a soccer ball. So when you really think about the analogy of sports and the different types of sports and this in-group, out-group, which really is about bias, right? We we may have bias about basketball players. We have biases about soccer players. When you bring that up and you really begin to think about that when it comes to humans, that's what diversity and inclusion means. So how do you really begin to foster a place of belongingness? It's being curious. It's really being curious. Tell me about your experience on the basketball team. Tell me what are the different techniques that you need on defense versus defense on soccer. What are the different skill sets? What are the different agility moves that you need to make? What are the different strength trainings that you need, right? There might be more cardiovascular in one than the other. By thinking about that curiosity and asking those questions, that's when you really get get to begin to cultivate belongingness. Wow, that is such a good analogy. I have never thought about it like that. Yeah, and I've never thought about it all like that deeply and stuff. And that's really an eye-opener. Um, you were saying how you grew up in a very diverse um, high school. So when like did you... Can you share some experiences on when you were first became aware of the inequities that existed like around you and in different states and stuff? Yeah, you know, I probably, it was probably because I was so naive. Like I knew it existed. For me, I felt the part that I knew about inequities when it came to financial, like economic, right? So I knew that there were kids that had reduced lunches and I didn't really understand what that meant. So for me, it was more about economics than anything else. Like those kids that ride the bus to school, those kids, like those are the kids that probably couldn't afford to have their parents or whatnot take them to school. So that's where I really recognized it. Because our school was super great at um, 
really integrating and having those conversations when it came to diversity and inclusion, I don't think I really understood the part about equity. And at that time, equity wasn't really spoken about except for um, when it came to classism. Like, oh, those are the rich kids or those are the kids that don't have that much money. Like that is a part of equity, right? Mm -hmm. So until I was in um, college and right now, I think current day state with COVID, it's really began to look at um, inequities when it comes to the achievement gap for kids in school. So when really thinking about all of the kids that are out there that may not have the technology resources or Wi-Fi or their parents are both required to work. And so being that their parents are both required to work and the, and the student is at home, who's watching that student? right then who's helping the student and so that's where inequity comes to play do students then get the same access as that other student who may have the one parent that is a stay-at-home parent or the parent that may be able to afford to get a tutor right so how do we create the same experience for students so that they all accelerate at the same rate that's what it means with equity. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, going off of that, um, since this podcast is for um, our student body, I think it's important just to define the difference between equity and equality because literally before last year, I didn't know the difference. So uh, equality is, um, what she was talking about was equality is when everybody gets the same resources um, to succeed, even though they're, even if they're on different level levels of um, success. So um, contrasting that, equity is distributing resources so that everybody gets a fair shot at success. So with equality, it's difficult because not everyone can be as successful because they're at different economic levels. They're at, they have different privileges where it, um, equity, you can be just as successful because you're distributing those resources. Yeah, so I'm gonna share this image with you. This is the best difference, okay? So can I have permission to yeah. share my screen? Oh wait, does my school seat over here permission? Okay, good. <laughs> So this is the best image right here. Yeah. Yes. So have you seen this image before? Yeah, we, um, we as we were saying, we have an equity committee in Spencerport, and this was like the huge picture of the year last year. Yes, why don't you tell me how you, so how does equity, equality here, which image is equality? Um, Wait, hang on one second. I'm just going to put mine in full screen. Wait, before, since I wish you could, like, show on the podcast the picture, but, so this picture, I'm just going to describe it before. On the podcast is you could put this as a hyperlink, maybe with it. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, so then let's just talk about it. Okay, perfect. So, um, I've been talking a lot. Linda, do you want to go? Oh, no, you go on. I'm really tagging off what you say. Learning is Okay, so, um, the image that represents equality is the first image um, because everyone is getting the exact same resources. However, as you can see in the image, everyone has different heights. So the shortest person in the picture can't see the game 
while the tallest person in the picture can, even though they're all getting the same materials, they're not all seeing the game. While in the second picture, that represents equity because the tallest person doesn't necessarily need a box to stand on because they're just as tall. So the shortest person is getting more resources or more boxes, and those resources are being distributed um, based on their height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you're exactly right. And so th- do we think, like based on what we know in society and the diverse backgrounds of individuals, is everything going to be equal? Never. No. Never. Right, so our goal is to strive for equal is equity. So no matter where an individual comes from, they still have the same access to resources. So it doesn't matter where they come from. So for example, it could be in college. It doesn't matter if your mother and father just won the lottery and they have a million dollars and there's a student that is from a single family home and they make $10,000 that student should still have the same access and opportunity to get into, let's say, a Yale, regardless of economic income, right? Right. Right. The reality that we know is if we were to say equality, like everything is equal, then then that's where it it doesn't match up, right? Because a person that doesn't have those same financial resources, the single family, individual they're not going to have the same financial resources to the parents that won the lottery right so we want to be able to meet everyone where they're at and be able to give them that same access to have that same opportunity and a lot of people think that equality is bad we want to achieve that however we know that everybody is at a different starting point right right and so equality is the goal but equity to me is really like the big goal. It's like the realistic goal. It's like yeah. starting, it's like running track. So I ran track when I was in high school. And you know, have you do you know about track? Like do you Yeah, know? I also run track. Great. What do you what did you run? Um, well, due to COVID we can't run as much, but I normally run the four by one, the one hundred and the one fifty. Or the fifty five. Four by one, right? So as you understand, you know that there's different lanes on the track, right? There's one through eight. And so individuals, so they all can, they all cross the finish line. However, the individual that is in lane four, five, and six, those are the ones that are in the middle. Lane one is ahead, right? They're a little bit ahead. Do you know why they're ahead? Because they're closer inwards. They're closer inwards and they had a little bit of a, um, <coughs> excuse, excuse me, there's a little bit of a slower time that they would have recorded. So they get the inside lane and they get a little bit of a head start because the person that is a little bit faster is going to start back into lane four or five. Because that person is faster, they maybe, they have like a little bit of more of an outside curve and they're able to then catch up to the person in lane one, but the part that's the most equitable is giving the person in lane one, although they're probably five seconds behind, we're giving them five seconds ahead to give them the same opportunity. 
and maybe they're going to blow them out of the water. We've seen it done before. Right. Right. Now, would it be fair if like the person that was in lane one that was five seconds slower was right starting at the same point with like Usain Bolt at, in lane four? No. 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 That's equity right there, right? And equality. So that's where we're wanting. We're wanting to meet everyone where they're at and give them a little bit more that they need in order to succeed to cross the finish line. Right. Yeah. I feel like the path, I feel like what you were saying before, the path, the, the biggest goal is equality. But in order to get there, you have to establish equity. Yeah. And that's what you have to work off of. And that's oh. like... That's exactly what we try to talk about in our dash meetings because, like, to change to change humanity and stuff like that. We try to like, well, at least last year we made sure that we had a great understanding for that, and then we talk about how city schools don't have as much of the equity side of it because, like, right now they're not they're fully remote due to like they don't have the funds to get plexiglass to make sure everybody wears a mask and eats lunch meals and stuff like that. So we're just really trying to have that equality yes absolutely so i think we're on a little bit of a time crunch just they usually ask like 20 but i just wanted to ask one more question um which is especially important just to get the information out to our uh, student body but um what what advice would you give to us as young leaders to become better agents of change and advocates to change Doing what you're doing right now. Being curious, asking these questions, consistently challenging yourself. And I think the biggest thing when I say this is, is, um, is to consistently speak out when something is not right. You feel it in your body, right? Ms. Blizzard, she knows this from yoga. And this is why I think that meditation for kids your age is super important so that you have the ability to have a sense of awareness and to consistently use your voice you know when something is not right i honestly have hope in the future after everything that has transpired because of your generation and i it doesn't matter if it's a family member if it's your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, whoever it is, to consistently speak out with what's right, regardless of who the individual is. Because it can get to be very challenging when those closer to you, you hear something, right? You hear like a slighted comment or something that happens, and then you let it pass. And so we can't let those moments pass, right? And so it's continuously ensuring that you are doing personal work to like really have this sense of awareness for yourself and what you stand for and what you believe in and consistently speak that out, speak up about that in a way that influences people because there's a way of doing it where it's not right. So my niece, my niece, she's 14 and this is something that she said, she's very influential and she's transferring to a school and she's transferring to a different school because of um, there were some racism things that were happening in her school and she's biracial. And she's like, well, the school that I'm going to now, if it was tolerated, the person would get hit. 
I knew what she was meaning, but your language anywhere is your language everywhere. And I shared and I said, I'm not going to share her name, but I was like, tell me what you mean. Because saying that a kid is going to get hit is not the right way of leadership. It's not the right thing. And she's like, well, it's not going to be tolerated. I said, exactly. That's what you need to say, right? Up-leveling our language and her language, if she were to speak to me that, um, that candidly, then I am assuming that that's how she's talking to her friends on like Snapchat and TikTok and all the things, right? And no, she has to be able to say, that's not cool. We can't say, go hit the person. It's not tolerated. So really elevating that language and stopping that in the moment. If I would have let that slip by, that would have allowed her to have kept the communication going that way. And so what you're doing is you're calling people in and you're calling people up. What I mean is you're calling them in saying, you need to check yourself a little bit, right? Check to see if that's right. And then call them up to do better, to be the leader, to be the captain of advocacy for change. And the only way that you can do that is if you're calling that person in versus calling them out because who likes to be called out in public by their friends? Right. Yeah. Right. And then the defensive side comes and then the defensive side comes exactly. And then everyone's shut down. Then we're drama. Then everyone's bullying each other on Snapchat. We're doing all these things. Like, can you believe Sophia told me to blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I know you're better than this. And so I just want to point out that this language is not right. And so I'm asking you to do better. Yes. And that's exactly what we try to do as student athlete leaders go about everything in such a positive way and not be on the attack mode. I know. You're going to change the, you were changing, you're going to change the world. (laughs) Well, we need you. We need all of us together. So you do have a responsibility in this. So the biggest thing too is know that at 14 and 18 years old, you still have power and you still can contribute. And a lot of people may think that you say that you don't, And I always like to say this, put a mosquito in the room. Does that mosquito find you? Yes. Don't ever question your age or how small you think you are. Just pretend that you're a pesky mosquito in the room and you still can influence people regardless because we need your voice and we need the voice of the collective adults as well. Mm Because frankly, I think adults learn a lot more from younger I know I've, I've been hearing a number of adults say like I'm learning so much like I, I've been teaching my mom I'm like mom I'm correcting her you know because some things I mean growing up you I noticed that in my parents generation they'll just they do let they did let things slide because it was just normal and so now hearing it I'm just like what that's so crazy that they would even you know, think that these things existed, but they did. Mm-hmm. Now, thank you so much, though. But like, you introduced these perspectives that I never even thought about. This yes. personality, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I learned so much in just this twenty-minute Zoom session. Just now, I can go educate others on it. Thank you. Can we talk? Yes, it's on Spotify. Yes, send that yeah. to me as well. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thank you so much. Stay warm. All right. All right. Girls, I will see you tomorrow, right? Yes, at least me. Okay. Check with you on that, but for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget your ranger reminder. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Be, Be sure, sure to tune, tune in, in next time. time.